0: I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We have officially reached the halfway point of season four, and it is time for us to do a little recap of my favorite episodes from this season. Doing three episodes a week means some of the favorite episodes do get lost, so we're bringing them back to make sure they get heard and seen. So that will be the second and third weeks of July We're dedicating all of our episodes to making sure some of the best ones get heard and our regular programming will resume July 24th. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking with Evie Jenner, founder of The Type Guide. As The Type Guide, she coaches all kinds of clients looking for breakthrough, whether it's career changes, relationships, friendships, teams, or personal development. But having spent most of her 20s dealing with undiagnosed and misdiagnosed health issues, she is especially hopeful of the impact the Enneagram can have in women's health. This led her to develop a coaching course focused on our menstrual cycles, the only one of its kind in the UK. She's desperate to tap into the wisdom of our bodies and the Enneagram to improve women's lives and their periods. Evie, Evie welcome to the show. Thank you so
1: much. That's um, just crazy to have that uh, read back to me. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. I feel really uh, lucky and honored to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you here. We talked about before, I'm very excited to talk about menstrual cycles and sinking and very intrigued to hear how we combine that with the Enneagram. Um, yeah. But first, can we talk a little bit about your Enneagram journey. How did you get into it? How did you get here? Sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, this is a little bit of a funny story. Um, I was uh, living in Bangkok and working on a team, a very big, wonderful, beautiful team that had lots of different, um, cultures and nationalities and languages, um, on the team. And we just kept missing each other. Um, in meetings and during our work and i would used Myers-Briggs before and that again just wasn't wasn't hitting home we we just kept missing each other even though we spent some time looking at that and I find myself searching uh, for something that was a bit deeper or uh, you know a bit more than just um, the the behavior that we were doing you know I knew that that was a problem, and um, I was looking for something a bit more. And so I was googling and searching, <laughs> and uh, this might be a bit cringe, but I came across uh, Enneagram and Coffee <laughs> podcast, Aww. and um, that is you know I listened to uh, a podcast by you and a podcast uh, by um, Suzanne Stabile, and mm-hmm. yeah, I was hooked. <laughs> And I from, love that yeah yeah so uh you <laughs> have been a huge part um of my enneagram journey so far uh, so this feels like a bit of a full circle moment for me um mm. because from that place i then went on to well i just fell in love with the enneagram as so many of us do mm. uh, and you know went on to study and i'm now a certified enneagram coach and you know the enneagram is my life i live and breathe it, and I believe, uh, in it completely. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so yeah, th- that is how I got
0: started. Thank you very much. That's
1: amazing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's so cool. And it's, it's so cool to have the kind of personality that's like, okay, I'm seeing that we're missing each other. I'm seeing that something's not working. I'm going to go find solutions. I'm going to look for ways to solve this problem instead of kind of just this is happening and there's nothing I can do about it that's inspiring
1: oh thanks I think it's incredibly type one of me (laughs) um (laughs) to kind of (laughs) see a problem and that everyone else just kept shrugging their shoulders at or thought you know it's fine you know don't worry about it so much but I was worried (laughs) Yeah, Um, because I think um, being heard is so important and being seen, especially at work. It's where we spend most of our time, unfortunately, fortunately, depending on how you're looking at it. Um, And so I think it's really important that work is a healthy, happy, safe, enjoyable place to be um, and that, you know, everybody at your workplace is being seen and heard. Um, So, yeah, I feel passionately about
0: that. Yeah. Can we kind of like in the same energy, I mean, can we talk a little bit about your health journey, kind of like how you got into women's health? And because I you, I know the like frustration of an undiagnosed health problem and how like you're seeking for unknown answers and kind of can, it's a rabbit race. Um, is that yeah. the term? Yeah, it's a race. And yeah. yeah, I'm interested to hear how you got passionate about women's health.
1: Yeah, I think um, I may have been forced into becoming passionate about it, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, began to get ill when I was uh, 18, 19 years old. Um, I wasn't diagnosed. I'm, I have fibromyalgia and ME um, mm-hmm. and suspected endometriosis. Yeah. Um, but still waiting for a diagnosis on that one. So still living in that limbo space, uh, but was diagnosed when I was 21. Um, and yeah, I mean, those, I think I'm coming off on 10 years of living with a chronic illness. Um, mm. And it has been um, fraught, a fraught time that has also uh, been filled with so much beauty. And that's not me trying to be, you know, toxic positivity uh, or you know I'm not trying to come at it from that angle um but when you find yourself in this space um as I'm sure many people have done where you are ill and there doesn't seem to be a way out of this illness this is maybe something you're going to have to create a space for and live with now forever um yeah I think that you know, you begin to learn about yourself and other people. And, you know, I've met so many wonderful, amazing people in the chronic illness warrior space um, that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Um, and, yeah, a few a few of those people um, have been my acupuncturist uh, and my nutritional therapist um, and lots of other incredible... Um, you know, Chinese medicine, Eastern medicine, uh, doctors and practitioners. And actually, what they would say is that I won't be ill forever and that there is a way out of it. And, and I am much better than I was five years ago and much, much better than I was 10 years ago. And so actually to fall in love with um, the body that I'm living in rather than seeing it as a cage of pain and mm. sadness, but actually to begin to work with my body and listen to my body um, and then for my body to respond um, mm. all out of love. Wow. That's so exciting. And so I guess that's how I kind of really fell in love with women's health and really championing getting to know your menstrual cycle and, and you know, cyclical living. Wow. It,
0: it could transform your life. Like it transformed mine. Yeah. I, I, and so I love the language you use. I think it spoke so much to like the seven and me that like feeling trapped, you know, yeah. in your body and yeah. how for years I was dealing with like lung issues and that's exactly how yeah. it felt. It was like, I'm trapped in this discomfort. Like I can't, it's in me, it's part of me. And I think that's how like menstrual pain as well can feel like okay, I have to learn to work with it, accept it. Because I think for years, right, like I would like be in like horrible pain. And yeah. I think that's the thing with like invisible pain is you're, you're experiencing it and you're you're expected to just show up anyway yeah. and kind of working through it. So how do you see – the space of living with your cycle what does that look like to you or how do, what does that mean
1: yeah sure I think so two things you just mentioned about um
0: mm-hmm. kind
1: of period pain and, and living with that pain and and knowing that that pain is kind of you know coming again um I think period pain is really common um but it's not normal and that's a massive misconception mm-hmm. that we just have to live with this pain and that everybody, everybody with a uterus is going to have period pain. It's common, it's not normal. And, you know, I would, my my heart for every person who's suffering with period pain is to reach out to an acupuncturist or, or a, a Chinese medicine doctor and, and see, if, see if there's a conversation to be had there. Um, because that maybe doesn't have to be the world in which you live. And so then following on from that, I think living cyclic- cyclically and, uh, you know, living in tune with your cycle is really reframing how we, um, as women and as people with periods, um, kind of engage uh, with our cycle rather than it be, oh, I'm getting my period. Could it be, oh, I'm getting my period. There's an opportunity mm. here. Wow that transforms it completely that's so exciting you then go from being trapped to how do I you know get this menstrual cycle to start working for me and with me rather than mm. feeling like I'm against it and fighting it um so I guess living cyclically is just listening to your body being in tune with your body um kind of being willing and excited to go on the 28 day or or 30 or 32 day or however long your cycle is being willing and ready to go on that journey with your body rather than pulling away at every opportunity because we've got four you know four uh, kind of major moments um, <laughs> in within the cycle and actually if you begin to understand them that's a really great place to be because you're more in tune you've got this deep connection with your body you're gonna have a much deeper connection with the world in which you're living in. Transforms Mm -hmm. everything, I
0: think. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm so interested in if you had told me ten years ago, like you you can see your period as an opportunity. I would have been like, get out of here. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So can we talk about like what is it what does it offer us? Like how can it be an opportunity? Yeah, totally. So I think I
1: hundred percent would have rolled my eyes at listening to this podcast. I'd have thought, shut up, what are you talking about? That's rude. It's almost and I do think it's almost an <laughs> yeah, offensive thing true. to say. Isn't it? Like, what do you mean my period is an opportunity? Leave me alone. I guess what I mean by that, <laughs> like let's just put some flesh on the phones before um, you know, anybody turns off and never wants to hear from me again. But I think we we live Um, here in the West, in a patriarchal, you know, capitalistic white supremacy uh, society. And and what that means is, is that we live in a 24-hour cycle and then that repeats itself day in, day out. uh, And it looks the same every day and we're meant to show up the same every day. And that works great if you have a male hormonal cycle because the male hormonal cycle... Does uh, refresh in the evening when when uh, they go to sleep, and then you know the hormonal cycle is filled up again. They've got enough testosterone to get through the next day. That is wonderful if that's your hormonal situation. For many of us, it is not. We live in a 28 day or 30 or 32 day cycle where, where our hormones are changing all the time, and every day simply cannot look the same. It can't look the same. It's not possible for us. Okay. So I think it's really important to recognize that we as, as uh, uterus owners, uh, as, as women, as uh, non-binary people with uteruses, as uh, trans people with uteruses, we are having to fit in um, on a <laughs> very baseline level into a society that doesn't work for us. And we know it doesn't work for us because of all the other reasons, but even on this baseline level of, I cannot show up the same every day. It's not possible for me. My energy levels, um, what's going on in my brain, what's going on in my body, it's going to be different. And so, if you can start to understand that and make room for that and see that as an opportunity, then start to build your life around that rather than trying to hammer in these, you know, working five days or six days a week of just the same every day, all the time. Wow, we can actually start to see. I'm going to plan lots of stuff in for my, uh, when I'm ovulating for my inner summer. And I'm going to definitely pull way back during my period and not plan anything if possible and really respect what my body's going through in that moment. So as an example, um, um, uh, potentially some people feel this is an overshare. I am ovulating today. So when I, uh, you know, when we were finding a, a date to have this conversation, I picked the, the best possible date for me to be, you know, people facing, I'm filled with confidence and productivity today, you know, my different hormones are peaking today and that's, a, that's the perfect place for me to be having this conversation. I wouldn't have booked it in two weeks ago um, when I was, you know, on my period deep in that inner winter where I just wanted to be still and quiet and rest and release and just listen to my intuition. I mean, that's a perfect time um, to do that. And it's what your body is kind of creating for you. Um, so those are just a few examples as why it could be really helpful to start um yeah. kind of listening. I think listening is so important, listening to our bodies mm-hmm. and then respecting what our body's
0: saying. I love that because we talked – I mean, on Instagram the day we are recording this, we talked about how, like, shame can be built when our ambition doesn't line up with our circumstances. Yeah. And, like, that sense of, like, okay, I'm on my my menstrual cycle. I expect myself to just, like, produce, produce, produce. How much inner shame happens when it's, like, I can't show up how my ambition intends for me to – but that's not my fault. That's, you know, it's just part of nature, but we do, we internalize it. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: So much internalized shame. And where does that come from? You know, that's not coming from our bodies. That's coming from, you know, external messaging that is not respecting the body in which we're living in. And that's not cool. And yes, there's, there is a lot of work to do to kind of let go of that shame. Um, I'm not saying this is super easy or, you know, pretending that there isn't shame and other really big emotions attached to this. Of, Of course there is. But I think if you start small, so whether that be and, you know, different Enneagram types are going to respond differently to their period. My type nine friends, you know, it's a much easier journey for them to start loving their period and listen to their body and stay at home and rest than it is. For my, you know, my type threes or, you know, my type sevens, they, <laughs> that journey is much harder, totally. Um, but I think there is for everybody that's kind of grown up having a period, there is this place of having to come face to face with that shame and really look it in the eye and, you know, say that there, there's no place for that, you know, in this in this space, whether that be on your period or even the follicular phase. So the phase just after your period has finished, you can often see that as a really big, um, problem area for people as they come out of their period. And then they just run at hundred miles an hour into all the things that they've been, you know, not doing for the past week. And then oh, what happens? You get really exhausted because you've not been listening to your body. We call this the follicular phase in a spring. So in springtime, you're not wandering around without coat on, you know, you're, you're still chilly, like we're in spring now, or at least we are for me, it started snowing just before we started recording. We've got to (laughs) kind of hold out this possibility that, oh, internally, it could start snowing again, you know, (laughs) It it could be a little bit slower to get going. How can I hold space for that? How can I listen to my body?
0: Um. Does that, okay, I, don't that I literally, oh, it did. I literally like did with my menstrual cycle and with spring this year, exactly what you're saying where it's like, I, this year in spring, it was like March 1st, before March 1st, I was like, okay, everything is better. My patio is clean. I will be on my patio all the time and it's barely <laughs> been warm enough. And I am like, it's like creating a sadness because yeah. I expect it to be warmer than it is. And then I would do the same thing with my menstrual cycle the day my follicle, yeah. like, I got my energy back. Yeah. My follicular phase hit. It was like – I was like, okay, I can do everything. I'm, like, back – I'm back at it, and we'll just jump right into things. Um, <clears throat> but it is – it's, like, easing I – de- I've never been one for easing in. Um <laughs> yeah. But I de- – yeah, can you <laughs> – um yeah, the does... is loud in
1: that com- in that sentence there yeah.
0: yeah yeah I can I hear it um which I'm interested in that combination you've done this work of pairing the enneagram to the our our cycles can we talk a little bit about patterns you've seen and why you chose to pair them together
1: yeah sure I'd love to it's um I'm laughing already because working with a a, a type 7 with their cycle and um, not that we are all, you know, the same, but just very, you know, she's saying very similar things to you. Um, so I, that is, uh, confer- you know, confirming to me that I'm not barking up the wrong tree here, but also just so funny that our nature is just, you know, just always popping out of our mouths and <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um yeah so for me it just kind of as I began to live more um in tune with my body and you know began really delving into the Enneagram it just made so much sense to me to that the two layer together so well and actually there's not really point doing a lot of deep work on one of them if you're not going to do a lot of deep work on the other because I you know they're part and parcel of you and you you can't Mm. split them up I don't think it's just who you are. Um, and, you know, I'm quite new to the Enneagram world, you know, five years and, you know, launched my business very recently. Haven't been coaching for that long, but really haven't come across that many people, you know, more established people having this conversation. Um mm-hmm which as a type one, you know, I feel like I'm breaking all the rules (laughs) by putting my (laughs) hand up and saying, do do we all think these two go together? Do you think this is maybe is a good mix? Mm. (laughs) Um, So that's been an interesting uh, part of my journey as a type one. Um, My inner critic right now is like, whoa, no, someone's going to, someone's (laughs) going to, they don't go together. (laughs) You're going to get found out. But I think (laughs) they, (laughs) I think they, yeah, yeah I think once you you once you start to pair the kind of the the four seasons or the four parts of the menstrual cycle over kind of your your main dominant type and then you know what your type looks like under stress and what your type looks like in growth so for me you know when I hit that seven space and I'm in my growth and I'm ovulating you know it's very exciting I get to have big conversations and it, and it's really great um, and that's really great knowledge to have because potentially then mm-hmm. I can kind of release some of that shame during my period when there's less of a chance of me hitting my seven space now I don't think mm-hmm. that chance uh, doesn't exist I think it absolutely can exist but kind of releasing the pressure um to you know as a type one I'm always looking to grow and always looking for my growth and you know where am I how am I moving oh what was that am I in my blind spot what's going on um and potentially other types aren't doing that as much it comes out in different ways for them um but for me that's been really helpful but I think yeah I, I mean I would talk through each nine type and the the pitfalls and the triumphs but I'll stick with stances for now um just because it's quite a lot of uh, <laughs> me talking I think when we look at the stances so the aggressive stance and the withdrawing stance and the dependent stance from doing the work you know it's clear as day where you know different different types are struggling um so the the withdrawing stance interestingly maybe so that's uh, fours fives and nines. Tend to struggle more around ovulation. Now that sounds crazy because ovulation is when our confidence is peaking and we're super productive and our libido is higher, so we're really feeling ourselves. And yet these types actually it's where they run into a bit of a you know a tricky spot. And why is that? And I think when you think about it, the the, the withdrawing stance and then you know this productive uber confident you know magnetic they maybe don't really go together now that doesn't mean fours fives and nines don't experience those qualities of course they do but you know my five clients they don't really want to be magnetic you know and the type four clients kind of don't want to be super duper productive they want to you know remain true to whatever their emotions are doing in that moment and not you know channel that into work or something so and these are just again gentle examples um but
0: that you know that's really interesting that makes total sense to me Because, like, I think about the fours, fives, and nines in my life, too. It's, like, they don't even see their own magnetism. So, like, it's almost like they undervalue the magnetism because they don't see themselves as magnetic. But, like, they totally are. Like, we're all obsessed with them. (laughs) But it is, like, if (laughs) (laughs) – But it makes sense to feel, like, un – Yeah, like, to, like, be kind of out of tune with it. Yeah, totally. And then if you also – you know put the bit on top
1: about kind of you should just be the same every day actually the shift Mm -hmm. sometimes from follicular to ovulation is like really can be quite sudden and and quite strong and that can be just a bit too quick and a bit too much and remembering Mm -hmm. you know these guys are time tethered to the past so all this is kind of happening in, in the present and now and it's happening in their bodies it can be a lot and I think there's also then this um Kind of we as a society have this expectation of people whilst they're ovulating you know what they look like and how they behave and so mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's a really good point to make as well is that you my ovulation is not going to look exactly the same as your ovulation as a type seven um or or any any other types um let alone even a, another type one who maybe is a different instinctual subtype to me so then there's also this pressure that then leads to shame of, oh, well, I don't feel super magnetic and I'm not even sure I want to be super magnetic and I'm stuck in this place and, oh, I I don't know how to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that tends to be a bit of a a pitfall for the the Mm fours, fives and nines. Um, Just because it's such a sudden change and a shock and also it's such a short amount of time. So they've kind of barely come to terms with it. And then it's it's over, it's gone. There's another huge change again, straight into mm. the luteal, the, the inner autumn. So that's really interesting, mm. I think. Um, I think when you think about the uh, aggressive stance uh, people, so three, sevens and eights, um, you know. Yeah, do ovulation. me, do me. <laughs> <laughs> ovulation is, you know, incredible for you guys. You guys get to be the best, you know, three, sevens and eights. It's, you, you're just peaking. Everything you touch turns to gold the rest of us whilst we're ovulating are a bit annoyed because oh why can't we be so confident like that? Because it just comes so naturally to you guys and you know, it's fantastic to be around, fantastic to have on, you know, your team at work or in your household because you can just kind of ride that energy <laughs> if you're not in um in that stance. I think um the the biggest issue for the aggressive stance people is follicular. You you said it earlier. Um you kind of come out of your period all guns blazing you're going 100 miles an hour and you tend to just you know straight into a brick wall if you're not listening to your body Mm -hmm. if you're trying to plow through and ignore all that messaging Mm -hmm. oh it can be a bit dangerous because then all the rest of the cycle is you know really impacted by that kind of Mm -hmm. ignoring um from that Mm body signals and there's such a loss of connection there between you and your body Mm -hmm. it's such a um such a beautiful moment in a spring um to kind of mm. really reconnect and and you know carry out everything that you've learned and and you know gathered from your intuition during your uh in a winter during your menstrual phase mm. oh but you're so desperate to get out there um aggressive stance you're, yeah. you're so desperate to get back to doing everything and you know helping everybody you know oh so that that mm-hmm. is a a potential pitfall there for the aggressive stance
0: does that feel does that track for you you, can you see that oh my gosh yes and honestly even like seasonally in terms of seasons like Mm, literally even like you are healing something in me right now because I went on sabbatical in winter came back in spring have gone like all kinds of blazing. I'm exhausted. And I'm like, how have I done this to myself again? Like I know better. Um, And I love the way you describe spring and like the follicular phase of like, this is an opportunity to like, listen and get in touch with your body and ease in and kind of have, it's almost like you're painting a picture of like this in-between which is like literally what it is Um, like winter and summer. And if I've just kind of pushed winter to the side and been like, we're summer is spring and summer. We have both and kind of the ovulatory is follicular. I want ovulatory phase to be so much longer. So it's like, I am like, I can make it what I, I can make my body do what I want it to do.
1: Mm, Yeah. So that's so key, isn't it? That the aggressive stance Mm um people because they are so great at affecting change trying to affect change on your body feels like a doable you know thing you know feels like yeah yeah I'll just plow Mm -hmm. through and you know listen up body here we go you know I'm putting my summer clothes on the windows are open why are you cold (laughs) it's this (laughs) and literally
0: Evie literally
1: (laughs) so yeah I think how can you And I say this to, you know, to um, aggressive stance people in that follicular phase, can you go at 60% to which all of them, you Mm. know, shout back at me. Don't be so, you know, ridiculous. Of course I can't. Okay. Could you go at 75? Can you just lower the Mm. expectations a little bit on yourself, on others? Can you, you know, create this place of um, kind of welcoming ovulation, you know, Mm. We don't have to. You can think forward. You can think to the future. Of course, I'm not trying to inhibit that. That's where you guys are you know, at your best. But could you, you know, plan for ovulation rather than just trying mm. to force it here right now? Because that isn't going to work, and your body is mm-hmm. just going to shout back at you. Why aren't you know? Why aren't you listening to me? We're not doing that right now. Mm. <laughs> um, I yeah, love the
0: language welcoming.
1: Yeah, so important. Because I think as well, if we just go back to the menstrual cycle as a whole, society is not so welcoming of that, you know, really any element of it. Because even when we see ovulation, sometimes that can just be treated as, oh, you're just, you know, you're overtly sexual and and, and that's wrong and that's bad and, you know, gross, horrible woman or all, all, all this nonsense that gets spewed at us. no no you know part of the cycle has ever been welcomed really so to begin to do that gently is going to be really powerful and that's why I think this is where transformation could take place I believe in every part of your cycle there is an opportunity there is a moment for transformation now that's a big word what does that mean it could mean quite simply feeling more at home in your body what does coming home to yourself look like what would you like it to look like wow I would love to be at home with myself on any given day whether it's you know day two of my period and I am cramping and crying and you know shouting at my husband and you know all of that um or whether I'm you know in my you know first day of my luteal and actually I'm still riding that ovulation high and I kind of have a plan and I know what I'm going to do and yeah, I feel ready to get, uh, you know, everything finished and tidied away so I can really nest for my period. Um, there's, there, there are opportunities in every moment. And then we kind of come back to this, you know, the dynamic stability of the Enneagram and the dynamic stability of a, of a menstrual cycle. Wow. They really go together so beautifully. You know, I'm not the same as I was yesterday and I'll be different again in two weeks, but I am still me and i'm i'm learning so much about my myself every day and i'm remaining open because also when we think about that converging path so when you go to when you're in a stressful place and somehow manage to go to the high side of your stress number i think maybe potentially nobody shout at me but i think your period could be that place maybe and so if so for me as a type 1 If I start to think about the high side of the type four, super creative, really in tune with my intuition, you know, deep in my feelings. Wow, that, you know, I tend to not have a clue what I'm feeling until, you know, I've done 15 jobs and then I work out. So that sounds amazing to me. Actually, if I could welcome my period and create a space for my period and listen to my body, is there an opportunity there maybe? To hit that high side of the four, and I know for me personally, it is. It's where I do some of my best, you know, creative work. And I now plan in to do my creative work, you know, from from my nest, from my sofa, underneath a hot water bottle and a blanket, next door to you know uh, a a a hot cacao, um, or or tea, you know, whatever it is that you know you want in that place. Actually, I now plan in to have really creative um downloads and I do get them and I do have that space and so I wonder for you maybe you're thinking about as a type 7 thinking about that high side of the type 1 what would it look like if whilst you're on your period you can get everything you know sorted and blocked out and planned out for the next couple of weeks and that's what you know know that's when you're going to do that because I feel like as a type 7 you know that's got to be not your favorite place to be i'm assuming that
0: tell me if i'm wrong um well i love to plan like ahead um mm-hmm. but i think like yeah i think there is an access point to the one energy there yeah where it's like a playing with planning like it being yes. kind of like a fun yeah calm activity yes. yeah totally yeah
1: this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because, um, I mean, that's great that you
1: love planning. Wow, you're like
0: the perfect set. Yeah, I'm like... A- <laughs> i'm a unicorn yeah i'm a social seven so i'm like sure, i look yeah. like a one a lot but. yeah sure yeah. cool okay yeah
1: but yeah totally i think there is an opportunity and so for mm-hmm. every number you know if we think about i'm trying to think of another type that we haven't really discussed i don't want to get um mm-hmm. too focused on uh the one um just because i'm living and breathing it um if we th- so oh uh, if we think about the three then great example mm-hmm. and mm-hmm the three to kind of rest on their period. Or again, that's offensive mm-hmm. to a lot of threes. You know, they don't want to, they, they've got so much to do and they're so good at doing it. You know, Why would they sit around and wait for their body to come with them? Sure, yeah, I hear you threes. However, that period pain <laughs> might be telling you a different story, okay? Um, mm-hmm. If the three could see the period as an opportunity to go inward and to release Everything from the past mm. month to be able to make space for everything that's coming, and to kind of go into that high nine space. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that's amazing. That kind of you know, I and again don't want to kind of uh, caricature any of the types here and uh, because we're just talking and mm-hmm. um, we're ping ponging around the Enneagram. But that nine space of kind of cocooning, and I'm going to use the word mm-hmm. welcoming again, um, and and. Mm-hmm really living alongside what's going on in their body, you know, could you merge in a healthy way with what your body's doing? That feels Mm -hmm. like a really cool place to be. Um,
0: Maybe. I love that. Yeah. What about our compliant types? What can this look like for them? Yeah. So I think, uh,
1: yeah, I think that mm, I'm, so I think the luteal phase, a lot of people, are going to kind of feel like the luteal is is a problem area for them maybe um and and obviously if, if anything i'm saying kind of feels true for you but you're not that type hey we're very complex beings and there's lots that goes into that and that is you know take ownership of whatever is helpful and let go of whatever isn't of course but i think the luteal phase is kind of where we see um, maybe more problems than usual um kind of come out because the luteal phase is so long so it's two weeks and we kind of have a, a a mini shift there in the in the middle where we go from first week of luteal to the second week of luteal and there is a bit of a shift hormonally there um and you might have noticed it yourself that you feel kind of you know you kind of feel okay and you're kind of bobbing around that first luteal week and then whoa you're you know scream crying uh, you know, a meme of cats and you can't get a grip and you're about to go into a meeting. And so I think what we see in this place is, you know, trying to, you know, overgive and overgive and overgive and and do and be everything to everyone and and meet needs and love people. And actually we can't we can't do that two days out from our period, four days out from our period. Our body is trying to kind of create a nest for ourselves and we we need to listen to that and do the food shop for ourselves, not anybody else and bake something for us, not anybody else. Um, so I think that's where we maybe see a little bit of a
0: pitfall there. Um, yeah. I think that's interesting because I do think like just on my own, even like that last little element of the ludial, it starts to feel like, um, why is no one taking care of me? And It's like everybody, no one's helping me. Everybody's, everybody's irritating me, and I love that you said like do the food shopping for yourself, like bake for yourself because it's like well yeah I'm I'm supposed to be helping me like I get to help me,
1: yeah totally we yeah we get to do these beautiful things for ourselves and so and sometimes we get we hone in on the type too and you know we deliver all this messaging to them but actually I do think it's important for all of us whatever your type, to kind of remember that you're in charge of how, you know, how your life looks, of course, but you're in charge of how you prepare for for your inner winter. Do something that, you know, is loving towards yourself. Create a space that you want to create for other people. You know, does that look like taking more baths? Does it look like an aromatherapy oil massage that you give to yourself? it looked like going to bed earlier without replying to texts because actually you need to protect your time and space a little bit more what you know there'll be different things that feel truer for for different people but those are just a few examples that could be really special for you know well for all the types actually
0: um yeah yeah um okay Evie I Want to keep you here for like the rest of the day, but I know <laughs> we, you know, we have lives so we have to do. So, yes. for people who are like, I need more of this, I need mm-hmm. to go deeper, where can they stay in touch with you? Sure. So, I'm on Instagram at
1: uh, simply at the type guide, and then my website is www.thetypeguide.co.uk. Um, so, you
0: can find me there as well. Yeah. And you have, um, can we talk about your candles? Oh, yeah. I got it. Okay. You have these, like, lovely candles that go with each phase of the cycle, and she has one for each Enneagram type. And I will say, like, we got ours yesterday, and out of all of them, I picked my favorite and my husband picked his favorite, and they were our types. No way. I'm not kidding. No. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh, my gosh. That means so Uh, much. Wow. Yeah, it was really fun for that to be the case. (laughs) That is so fun. Um yeah and you have a course on yes yeah. as well is it true yeah
1: okay. yeah so um I have a coaching course um where I work uh with uh individuals that want to kind of delve deeper into this work um so knowing your Enneagram type is really helpful before you do that course so I also offer a find your type session and then the I we do a deliver a full part course uh, online so it doesn't matter where you live um you know i we can do this work if that's what you'd like to do and yeah we kind of bring the candle into that um so the menstrual cycle candles and your your type candle and kind of use that to kind of create these moments of there's a change coming how can i live more in tune and i just mentioned about maybe giving a little, you know, a nice oil massage, um, to yourself during the luteal phase, all of my candles, um, are blended with such high quality ingredients that you can actually dip your hands into them while, when they're, the wax is melted and, uh, apply them to your skin as a little body oil. So if you really want to kind of embody mm. that inner winter, um, you know, you can rub that on your tummy whilst you're, uh, you know, in your, on your period, sorry. Or if you're, you know, mm-hmm. I also have blended the candles so that they fit with your growth number. So often I will burn my type one candle alongside my type seven. And if I'm feeling like I want to like jumpstart my day or, you know, give myself a bit of a, che- a cheat, I will use some of the type seven kind of on my temples or uh, on my wrists. And I kind of feel like I can smell that seven energy and really try and embody that, mm-hmm. that place of, you know, I'm here, I'm ready, let's go, rather than just seeing the world through all its problems. Um, so, yeah, so I have that course and we use the candles um, to kind of aid and create spaces for mindfulness.
0: Mm, I love that. And you have like meditations. I'm obsessed. You have meditations for each yeah. candle, right? Like a, yeah. Yeah,
1: I do. Yes. Yeah. So then there's a QR code uh, on each candle that links to a meditation that I've created specifically for um that type um so if you're in need of a bit of a you know self-love moment or if you're feeling a bit like a headless chicken or if you're struggling to get going um just creates 10 minutes of feeling seen and heard and kind of breathing and thinking into how you are created who you are um and you know how you can take that with you for the rest of the day yeah so i'm i'm excited about uh those the newest element for me so yes it's exciting
0: <laughs> we'll have all of evie's contact and information down in the show notes for you guys as well evie it has been just an absolute joy to have this conversation with you today thank you oh thank you so much it's been yeah
1: an incredible incredible conversation so much fun and yeah a real uh, full circle moment for me so thank you so much